everyone, welcome back to another episode of Towers Talk. I'm Angela. And I'm Patrick. Welcome back to another week. The Towers Talk podcast is brought to you by Lion Bennett and Braxton Towers. Towers, you can live anywhere, but when you're here, you're home. All right, folks, today we are joined by Dr. Christopher McDonald, the Executive Director of Housing here at WVO. While Dr. McDonald, or as we call him, Dr. Mack, is not uh, mine and Angela's direct supervisor, he was at one point, uh, for me at least, not for Angela, um, and we still work really closely with him within our roles as RHCs. So, welcome, Dr. Mack. Hi, thank you for having me. All right, so the first question we have is, can you share a little bit about your educational background and how you ended up here at WVU? Well, this is a, a long and at points potentially complicated question, so I'll try to keep it brief. As an interesting note, I actually went to three different undergraduate institutions. I started off at George Mason, spent a little time at the University of Vermont, and then ended my undergraduate career at Appalachian State University in Boone, North Carolina. Stayed there for my master's degree. My student affairs experience there was so significant that I, I chose to make this a profession. I'd been geared up to be a teacher or a lawyer. I was actually going to do a fellowship uh, at Wake Forest, and then I just decided I wanted to do student affairs, and App was one of the best places to do it. So there I had a pretty strong watershed experience as a residence director, as a graduate student, and I just stayed in residence life for years after that. I spent some time at Loyola in Maryland and then spent a long time at Virginia Tech, more than 11 years, just around 11 years there. And while I was there, I began my, my, my doctorate work. And then prior to completing my doctorate work, I actually went to Georgia and served as the executive director for university housing there, completed my doctoral work while I was there, which was a fun challenge, and was there for about five years until coming here back in 2016, which brought me back to uh, Appalachia, to the mountains that I love, and uh, to this phenomenal institution at WVU. Awesome. I have a quick sidebar uh, story about Dr. Mack and how I knew a little bit about him before I started working for him at WVU. Sorry, Andrew, I know this isn't part of our plan. Uh, and I love, I know you love so much when I do these, these random I love a good stories. plan. Yeah. So my last at my, as everybody that listens to our episodes know, WVU has a residential curriculum model for how we engage our students. We've talked about that a bunch of times on these episodes. And the last job I had at my last school at uh, Towson University was summer of 16 they asked me to do like, you know, research other schools and curriculum models because they had just finished their first year under it and they wanted to be able to find similar schools to compare themselves to without going to RCI. And so I looked up all the, these schools that I could find on the internet about what their curriculum models were. And I do this presentation the week that I'm leaving. The last thing I do for them, and I talk about Georgia Southern University, and I was like, their information's all public and on the internet. And they are the model, like whatever you all want to do, like, this is what you should build it off of. Like everything that I could read, it was like really, really enthralling. And I was like, this is awesome. Like they really have this. And I can, I'll never forget the, my supervisor at the time who ended up being the uh, officiant at my wedding, Jason, he said to me, well, that's great. I'm glad to hear that that's so well, because he's your new boss and we're going to be calling you to ask for more help since you're going to be working for him. So I don't think I've ever told you that story, Dr. Mack, but I'm, I wanted to, you know, decide to save it for this moment specifically. Well, that's great. That's great. You know, that was, 
that was good work that we did there. And um, we started it while I was there because I'm I am a believer in it. I know you all have been working really hard to integrating that uh, approach here. I was glad that we started that here. So no, I think that's a fantastic story. Fantastic story. Thanks for sharing that, Patrick. No problem. Awesome. So Dr. Mack, we know this year obviously has been uh, tough, I guess, for lack of a better word, with COVID. It's been many things. What do you think went well in housing and the residence halls despite these challenges during the pandemic? Well, not to be overly broad, but we're here. You know, that alone tells me that we've done well. You know, a lot of institutions made some tough decisions to to limit occupancy, to limit access and the on-campus experience. And despite some of the challenges and those that we even, we knew we had to face, which were, you know, restricted movements, visitation, all of those things, we knew that was going to be a challenge. But our students have done such a fantastic job in response to that. And even more so, I think those that work within the halls and leadership did some really what we back in my day called yeoman's work, really worked hard in trying to adapt. Okay, how do we create a sense of place? How do we create the sense of belonging, knowing that everything is different? And I will never say that it still hasn't been a challenge. And I would also probably argue that it definitely hasn't been to the level that we would normally want with obvious reasons. But I think folks have done a great job. I think that even though there were some times in the fall as we managed a lot with our contact tracing, the testing, the quarantine process, and all of those things, and the isolation and the movement, our students have been incredibly responsive to that. And they've been part of the process, part of the solution, part of the program to make sure that we can keep going. You know, in the middle of the fall, we had some pretty high numbers relative to where we are now. And I think just the mere fact that I can sit here and tell you that I have the lowest numbers in this spring, we've had the lowest numbers of those students in quarantine and in isolation, says that our students responded, even though it might have been a challenge to the expectations that we were getting from health guidance, they responded, they've been able to create their experience and manage themselves to the point where we haven't stayed at this really high level of exposure and this really high level of positives throughout the academic year. To me, I think that's a testament to how hard people have worked and how well the students have responded. So to me, that is a success. That is what has gone well. And when you also think that our students have spent more time, you know, we like to joke and say, you will spend, and it's actual real, you will spend more time in the residence halls than you'll spend in a classroom while you're um, a student and you're living on campus. That has never been more true, obviously, than this year. And our students have been in these spaces and I think probably feel in some ways more connected to their immediate environment than students have even in the past. So I think there's ways for us to try and really garner what that means to them and how do we how do we turn that into some positive efforts for us in the coming year or in coming years? What can we learn from this experience? And I think our students, because everybody's experienced it, are going to be great resources for us to make sure that we continue to move forward. So those are just a few things I think went well. I, I marvel um, at the fact that we've been able to have colleagues across the country who have had to do different models and had different challenges. And when you think of some that we've faced and that are on the way our students have responded, I've been nothing but um, amazed and without sounding contrary or bias or even patronizing, I've been proud of the way our students have responded. I could not agree with you more. And I think that, you know, we've we've done really well to navigate the challenges and Shout out to our RAs always. 
I, you know, I think Patrick and I do this probably maybe every episode, but I think that, you know, the Aries have done a really great job with trying to navigate, you know, building our communities when it's, it seems almost impossible, you know, during a pandemic. And I know it's been so challenging for them and so exhausting. So just wanted to give them a shout out and thank them for their efforts as well, for just doing their absolute best and making things work during this. So thank you for that. I think one other thing that's gone really well, and I think deserves some note is how our facilities group has responded. Absolutely. When you think about the extended expectations of point cleaning, uh, touch point cleaning, and just the constant sanitation and putting that, that our lack of positives is as much a result of their mitigating places of potential infection. They're taking care of these spaces and their constant oversight of that and being responsive. The, fa- the fact that we put a lot of things in suite bathrooms, even I know towers, we don't have suites, but you know we, we've done that through the rest of campus and are some of our suite spaces and they've just been able, and they've been hit with times when half of their team would be on quarantine based off of a positive. And so people have had to shuffle from all different parts of campus to try and make sure that we kept up. And I've been really impressed with them and their tenacity in trying to make sure that our students are able to stay healthy, stay in place, and even more than anything, stay on campus. Yes, they've they've been phenomenal. Everyone should go thank your facilities workers right now if you see them in the halls. Awesome. Dr. Mack, move out for the halls is coming up pretty quickly. You know, by the time this episode airs, you know, it could be, you know, a week or two weeks before final exams start. So students are going to be moving out real soon. Can you explain what the move move out process is going to look like for our students? Sure. I think in a lot of ways, it'll look similar to what they might have experienced in December, with obvious exceptions that they're actually moving all of their items out. We know a lot of students like to take a good portion of their belongings home with them over break anyway. But this is going to look um, a little different where when they moved in in August, we had this extended move-in period and we had appointments. The natural progression of final exams on over a week-long period kind of sets us up for a natural progression. And so there won't be appointments for checkout. We have put out a survey just to ask students when their intended time of departure, and that kind of helps us game plan some of the traffic. So move out will look in many ways like it has in the past with some obvious exceptions. We will continue with our cart management program. And that's where those nice red carts that people utilize for closing, they will stay aligned and sanitized through the move out process this year. We are asking folks to limit their carts to one and to make sure that they are prepared before they bring the carts up so that that we can be as quick as possible and that it can be turned over to someone new. We are asking that only two people, much like move-in, come in and help students move out. So if that's both your parents or a parent and a friend or whomever, that you still only can have two people join you uh, in that move-out process. One of the other pieces are is we definitely need you to stop by the main desk on your way out the door, whether especially in towers, that's to drop off your keys and to make sure um, that we know that you've gone because then we start a clock and that's when we get ready to go in and clean your room, review your room and look it over. But especially in the next couple of weeks, preparing for it, start taking things down off the walls, start making things, don't pack it up to where it becomes really difficult to navigate, impacts your ability to study. But the last thing you want to do is wait till two hours before whoever's picking you up to come and grab your stuff. And then, because you will leave things, you will leave something behind you didn't mean to leave behind and odds are you may not get it back. And so to try and mitigate those lost bits of important property or personal items, start packing some of those things together now 
and getting ready so that when you do get ready to move out, it can go really quickly. And then lastly, you have to do your best to return the room in the condition in which you found it. You have to clean up. You can't leave things strewn all over the floor. You can't leave trash behind because that can incur some charges. We, we anticipate that we will have some students that do that, but for the most part, students do a great job. They get ready. They move out. And last, actually, P.S., last thing, number two, if you have a microfridge, make sure you get it ready. There's some instructions in the materials that you'll get from the different staff through Towers that tells you how to make sure that your microfridge is ready um, to be taken as well to avoid any charges with them. So preparation, get ready. Don't wait till the last minute. Make sure you clean. Make sure you're also very careful taking things off the walls and just get ready. Um, so you're not rushing at the end and you end up forgetting stuff. Thank you so much. Such a great point. And just to do a shout out of where our checkout locations are. So Bennett Tower, we'll check out at the Bennett front desk at all hours. Lion Tower, we're going to have a checkout at the Lion back door near the RHC office back there. And then after 8 p.m. during the week, you will check out at the front desk. Patrick, where's your locations over on that side of Towers? They're going to check out at our Brook Braxton front desk, regardless of uh, time of the day or day of the week. Awesome. Thank you. So Dr. Mack, I know you alluded to this a little bit, but are there any further restrictions that students need to know about when it comes to move outs? So outside of the two person limit, obviously PPE is going to be required. That's not going to, I know that becomes old habit, uh, but I also know a lot of us are experiencing what they call mask fatigue. You know, you're, you're getting a little bit more free. If you're a student that's been vaccinated and your family that's coming in is vaccinated, you might think, okay, we're cool. We're good to go. Nope. We still need you to do PPE. We still need folks to uh, social distance. Also, if there are items that you don't want, but could be of value to someone else, we do have the blue and gold mine sale. And what that is, is your opportunity to donate some of these items that think is trash, but you also don't think is something that you want anymore. There are donation locations in each in both checkout areas, near both checkout areas in towers, make sure and make sure you tell your friends and other buildings to, to offer those items up because that is a big opportunity for us to contribute uh, to some good causes uh, in the area. The only other restrictions are being mindful of your time. You know, I mentioned that before, you know, the parking is going to be at a minimum, so you're not going to want to hang out for too long. And checkout usually goes much quicker than check-in because you're actually taking things down and putting things away and going versus setting things up and trying to get things just right. So um, closing, I think, goes really well. But don't, if you've not thought about what you may have, if you've been getting lots of Amazon boxes all semester, you might want to consider what you came, what you were brought with in, like the car, you might need the truck on the way out, unless you want to start taking some things home intermittently. I know some students might even pick up and take off and make some pre, you know, prelim trips home. But be mindful of how much you have because there's some, sometimes there's nothing funnier than watching people try to stuff things in cars that just aren't going to make it. Just aren't going to make it. That was literally me in college. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I've been on the wrong end of that as well a couple of times. I mean, it's like it, you could just walk around parking areas and the meme, you know, a decision was made here just pops up because there's just stuff. I said, like, that's just not going to fit. Or how many different ways can you see someone try and repack a trunk? I mean, Tetris is just in full, full force for some of these families trying to make sure. And so be really mindful of what you have and um, maybe even do a prelim trip if you have that uh, opportunity to do so. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Mack. Absolutely. All right. So the last question that we have, the question that we end all of our TTP episodes on, what is one piece of advice that you wish to share with our first year students here at WVM? 
It's weird. I think it's, I'm going to give you kind of a dichotomy here. My advice, especially for this first year group is don't dwell on this year, but don't forget this year. Don't dwell on the things that you didn't maybe get to experience this year, but know that you've been kind of forged in a, in a matrix that's not ever existed before. You are going to come out stronger in many ways than the, pre- the preceding first-year classes. Whereas you maybe get to have some of those experiences, you've had a different experience that's going to make you more resilient, more apt, more capable than I think in general than a lot of the preceding classes. So don't dwell on it. Don't, don't go, oh, we didn't get this, we didn't get that. Sit back, reflect, especially once you get out of this year, and look at the success that you had. Look at the different ways that WVU tried to make things work and how you tried to make things work and how you did make it work. And go into next year, even if we still have some little things that are hanging out based off of COVID, know that your, your old hat, your, your experience, you know how to navigate it, and that we will continue to work hard to try and make sure that we provide the best experience possible for you. So don't dwell, but don't forget. Excellent advice. Thank you so much. That's a wrap, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And thank you, Dr. Mack, for your time today. No, thank you for having me. All right, folks, tune in next week when we interview another member of the WVU community.